0: Let's Talk Native is produced at the LTN Studios on the Cattaraugus territory of the Seneca Nation. We break all the rules for Native media by peeling back the layers of assimilation and indoctrination. No prayers, no buffalo speeches, and no spirituality shows. While this podcast does not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do take a tough look at history, oppression, and our survival. We highlight the voices of native activists, writers, poets, artists, thinkers, and musicians who are fighting for the rights of indigenous people all over Turtle Island. We may step on a few toes through our examination of culture, art, politics, history, and identity. But the real goal here is to bring our people together by breaking down what separates us. In this moment of historical change and social justice, our voices matter now more than ever before so welcome to let's talk native with john kane say hello and welcome to the show
1: i am john kane and this is let's talk native uh, i today today's gonna be a show me ranting a little bit here uh, Look, I, I'm watching so much play out in uh, U.S. politics, uh, local politics, uh, and 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 that includes Native politics. And man, it, this is an unprecedented time, uh, unprecedented time. I mean, we are living in you know in the midst of a of a global pandemic, which you know. It's not even so much a global pandemic anymore. It's a hemispheric pandemic. It is mostly in the Western Hemisphere. It's the, it's the Americas. Uh, United States leading the pack. Uh, uh, six and a quarter million confirmed by test cases, which is probably 10 times that. It's probably more like 62, 63 million people that have uh, that are or have been sick. There is uh, 188 1,900 confirmed dead, which is probably low. It's probably over a quarter of a million people that have died from COVID-19 or COVID-19 uh, exasperating other underlying conditions. And and school has barely even started yet. Yeah, in the South it started. You know, universities have started bringing kids back, students back. They're not kids anymore, I guess. Um, and of course, that's all showing itself. You're seeing universities that are shutting down uh um, I think SUNY uh, Oswego, is it? No, is it Oswego or uh, Oneana? Oneana, I think it is. SUNY Oniana had to, had to shut down. Uh, and living here in what is w- where we're surrounded by Western New York, Western New York numbers are not good. Seneca Nation just announced five new cases, uh, you know, as, as of late. Um, look, this, this ain't good, folks. And, and there's a whole lot of people who, are just seem to be oblivious to what's happening. And look, there's an election uh, happening in the United States on November 3rd. And, you know, it's it starting to get uglier and uglier, uh, not only with the campaign, but how they're even dealing with the, with the conflicts in the street, people shooting each other over ideologies. I mean, over, over racism. I mean, this isn't, look, this isn't just typical urban violence. And I don't even want to you know, or attribute it to, to urban violence. This, this is literally white supremacists against people who are either anti-fascist or Black Lives Matter or, or people who, who are just not, um, who are protesting the status quo. And, of course, like I said, you got the white supremacists, the, the KKKsters, the Proud Boys, the what's, the, what's the other one they call themselves, the Prayer, something Prayer? Patriot Prayer, you gotta you gotta love their names, right? Uh, Patriot Prayer. I don't know. It, uh, look, the world's gone crazy, but it isn't gone crazy over there. It's gone crazy all around us, right here. And look, I know there's a whole lot of people that seem to be oblivious to it. I, you know, I called this show "Living in the States of Confusion" because there is a lot of it. Uh, look, there are people who are prioritizing their kids' um, uh, sports careers over uh, or the, over their health and well-being. And and look, I, I get it. I look, high school for me was, was a great time. You know, I I like competing in sports. I did a lot of things in, in school. And if I had to have my, you know, my high school any any single year or multiple years of my high school uh, deprived from me, I look, I, I would be disappointed as a student. But you know, some of this is more the parents than it is anybody else. And look, uh, next week. The vast majority of, of kids will, in some manner, be going back to school. Whether it's a couple of days a week, uh, whether it's all virtual, most, you know, there's, every school district is off, that I'm aware of is offering some level of in-class instruction, and that means, you know, these these are are super spreader uh, scenarios. These are opportunities, and and we understand, we understand that that kids generally. Uh, are more resistant to the adverse effects of covid 19 and while they are still at risk and 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 nobody should minimize that risk they certainly are carriers and they can bring it back and get grandma and grandpa and i'm a grandpa so. <laughs> i mean they the the possibilities are are nightmarish and and of course all this stuff is happening all at once you know and and of course we're in the heart of hurricane season, we just saw, you know, two two hurricanes in the, in the Gulf of Mexico. There, you know, there's more brewing up. The climate change. I heard that Greenland lost more ice in 2019 than in in the history of tracking it. Um, look, there's some bad stuff. I've talked about the stuff on the show. Look, I've talked about everything. I've talked about all all of these scenarios. Like climate. Economy, um, you know, government corruption and and, uh, and conflict, um, social conflict, racism, you know, causing some of these race wars for all intents and purposes. Uh, global conflicts. I've talked about the economic, you know, collapse and of course climate change. The only thing I didn't throw into the mix over the over the years I've been been concerned about this stuff has been a global pandemic. For some reason, that never quite registered to me. And, you know, and, uh, and apparently it has, still hasn't registered to a whole lot of people today. Look, this is, we are living in unprecedented times and there is no easy way out. You're not going to pray your way out of this. You're not going to vote your way out of this. Because I want to I consider a few things. So what happens if Biden wins? Uh, honestly, what the hell does people think is going to happen? Donald Trump basically has the Supreme Court on his side. He's got the Senate on his side. He's got the Justice Department uh, in, in his pocket, including the, the U.S. Attorney General. He, you know, he controls the military. He, uh, he's got this executive order, uh, you know, uh, privilege that, that, that he can make things happen that, you know, all this idea of, of checks and balances, bullshit. There's no checks and balances. This is a guy who can talk about, you know, grabbing pussy and, and paying off uh, porn stars and— and everybody's okay. The evangelical right is okay with it. Uh, you know, of course, the evangelical right is, you know, some of those leaders are, you know, watching the pool boy tap the, uh, tap the, uh, the wife. I mean, um, so it's it's really, really a strange, strange time. Um, but if, if, if Biden wins, do you think Trump's going to lay down? Of course it's going to be a contested election. It, and and he, he's going to contest it. Look, he, he's already, you know, trying to hamper the post office. He's got a, you know, some, some you know, real jerk as at, at the postmaster general trying to screw with uh, the efficiency of the post office to screw up mail-in ballots. You know, look, and I'm going to talk about this stuff today. I realize that this is Let's Talk Native. But you know what? We are impacted by their crap. We are impacted by all of it. And, and we're also, you know, uh, have, we're, we're treated adversely by both parties. So trust me, I'm going to go after Biden uh, in a little bit, too. Here. So, so don't get feeling like, oh, yeah, he's in Biden's pocket. No, I, I, I am any, anything but that. But think about it. You've got all of these right wing militias, that, uh, militia groups, these again, the Proud Boys, the you know, Patriot Prayers, you know, the, the KKK. You've got all of these guys who are arming themselves to the teeth. And look, if you think. You're going to get ready. You're going to prepare. Forget about it. You think you, you, there's no body armor left. It's all bought up. There, there's, there's, there's no, you know, semi-automatic rifles left. They're all bought up. And what do you think they're being bought up for? All of this ammunition, you'd be lucky to be able to buy a bullet at this stage of the game. So if you haven't prepared yourself for an armed conflict, which I'm not sure that's going to work out really well anyway. But if you're if you if that's what you wanted to do and that's what you intend to do, guess what? You're too late. You're too late, and look the 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 violent nature of the right on this thing, and and the fact that they are aligned with the with the police. Look, when I was talking about all the all the ones that are on, in Trump's corner, every police union has endorsed Donald Trump. Every major, every every urban police union, every union representing police, so the police are in, uh, in Trump's corner, and and whether the military is in Trump's corner or not he controls the military, he's the commander in chief. And you know what, he, that doesn't change on November 4th. <laughs> you know, there's that, that, they call it the lame duck session there, which you know used to be just between the election day and the time that the president is outgoing. Um, it, Democrats are lame ducks in the entire last year or two of their presidency, it, it seems. Uh, um, you just ask Obama in his attempt to, to name a Supreme Court uh, nominee. Um, but yeah, so so Trump has from November until late January to really wreak havoc on all kinds of things, and and do you think he won't? Honestly, do do you think there's something that this guy's going to grow a conscience? And, you know, and and of course, <laughs> that's this is all if he loses. You know, th- this peaceful transition of power, I listened to some Republicans on uh, on the news channel saying, well, yeah, we anticipate there will be a peaceful trans- you know, transfer of power. Bullshit. No, you don't. You guys are all hedging your bets on how you're going to keep him in office, how you're going to contest the election. Like I said, the majority of state governors, and it's the states that control th- the election process. It's not the federal government. It's not the, it's not the media as much as people think it is. it is. It's the states. And, and look, you, you saw kind of the debacle that existed when, when the, uh, um, uh, the race for, for governor of Georgia played out. I mean, one of the, the, the very guys who was responsible for, you know, for voter suppression becomes the governor. That's, that's a, 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 and yeah, no surprise, he's a Republican. So look, this is not going to go well in November 3rd. Okay, let, let's, let's flip it the other way. You know, what if Trump wins? Well, I'll tell you, if Trump wins, however it does, whether he wins electoral college only like he did the last time and loses by two, you know, two or three million votes, whether he you know, wins the popular vote and the, the electoral college, it doesn't matter. He is going to be um, so validated. Everything you think he got away with in four years, he's going to crank it up for the next four. Because you know what? Here's the thing about the last four years. He doesn't have another four years, although he keeps hinting at 12 more years, not four more years. Eh, some people say, well, he's saying 12 more years because he means, you know, a, um, a Mike Pence, you know, eight years after him like that's going to happen. Look, so if Trump wins, he is going to be worse than he ever was. And, and so here's the other question. What are the Democrats going to do? And, you know, and because I'll tell you what Democrats are going to do. Nothing, because that's what Democrats do. They, they are pitiful and they are weak. They're capitulating. And, and if you don't believe me you can just watch what joe biden is saying in the wake of this violence that you know uh, that's happening over you know over more black men being shot by cops needlessly in the wake of this violence you still have joe biden you know trying to pitch himself as a law and order president i mean or candidate I mean, he's still trying to pitch this thing. And this guy was, was never a friend to, uh, to any aspects of, of uh, justice reform, nor was his, his, his vice president nominee, uh, Kamala Harris. Um, she was as guilty as any prosecutor in the United States for violating um, uh, suspects' uh, rights, withholding information. See, look, there's this thing called science, right? And science is supposed to be this idea where you gather information and you see where the information takes you. That's not the way, that's not even the way science works anymore, (laughs) but it's certainly not the way um, uh, the justice department works. You know, half of these people, whether they're in law or whether they're even in research now are taking, they have a theory and they start gathering information to, to support their theory. They have a suspect. They start gathering. They ignore all the other information. They don't care if something you know uh, you know invalidates a suspect or invalidates their theory. They'll, as long as they can keep piling up some some information. That's that's not science. That's not justice. I mean, that's. I mean, when people talk about conspiracy theories, the conspiracy theories aren't the, the you know the the lunatic fringe, the conspiracy theories are the ones who are, are, who are operating government, who are operating the justice system, who are operating much of, uh, of what is being purported out to be their science. And look, I'm not trying to be anti-science. I'm pro-science. I'm just not in favor of the way, I mean, I'll give you an example. (laughs) There's finally some, um, consensus that, (laughs) Archaeologists and anthropologists are saying, yes, uh, we appear to have been wrong. Native people have been living in the Western Hemisphere for longer than we thought. And then they'll say 30,000 years. They're off by about 100,000 years. But that's that. So 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 why do they have to say they were wrong? Well, because they had this theory about how we got here and that we just kind of barely beat the white man here. And they gathered whatever information they could to substantiate and to, and to validate that, that theory. They, they called it the Bering Strait theory, the, the Lambridge theory. Those weren't theories. They were hypothesis. a hypothesis. A hypothesis is not a theory. A theory is something that is backed by, um, by overwhelming evidence. That's what it's supposed to be. A hypothesis is when you say, I have an idea. Let me see if I can find information to support this idea. That's the opposite of science. When you say something is hypothetical, is we you say, "Well, if this happened, if there was a land bridge 13,000 years ago, uh, because of you know the, the ice age or or what you know whatever their, their BS theory was, um, people could have uh, you know could have navigated or could have uh, crossed." That's a hypothesis. That's not a theory. I mean, and so, and and that's that's the way the Justice Department works, and 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 again under under Trump. It's going to continue to work that way. But you know what? It, it, under Biden, it, it would have too. So again, let me, let me back up again. Let me, let me talk about what, what happens if, um, if Trump wins. You know, if Trump wins, are the Democrats going to do anything? Are, are they going to be up in arms? Because the people who are in the streets right now, these so-called, what they're calling Antifa, which is, it's really absurd that anybody's trying to say anti-fascists are the bad guys, and that's what the right's saying. The right's saying those those anti-fascist. So, so who are good guys? Pro-fascists? Well, apparently, because that's what the right seems to be. So, the, these these people who are against fascism and the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, and the people who are supporting either or, or, or just generally, are discontent with the status quo. They aren't necessarily Democrats, folks. Those people on the streets, and 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 I gotta tell you right now. I couldn't give a rat's ass about, uh, about somebody breaking a storefront or looting for that matter. I mean, there have been villages of native people. There have been townships, the, the Tulsa riots. There, there have been black communities that have been leveled for far less than, than a murder. Some, in some cases, just a suspicion or just because they were in the freaking way or out of outright jealousy. So when you talk to me about oh how wrong it is to you know for, for, for anybody to loot one thing I'm not even sure who these looters are I think it's it's a it's a very much embellished um, scenario but when you consider the time that we're that we're living in right now and the people who are um, who are bearing the brunt of COVID 19 I don't I don't blame anybody for busting in a store window in the in in the midst of all of this uh, this chaos this injustice. And and lifting something. I, I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. Native land's been looted for, for for five centuries and it continues to be looted for, for natural resources, um, looted against our, our environmental concerns, all, all this stuff. So I'm sorry, you know, uh, you know, cry me a river about uh, about your concern about looting, because nobody was concerned about black people getting uh, getting their Tulsa being destroyed or, or, or Rosewood or any, or any of these other places. Nobody was concerned about about black people being lynched or native people being lynched. Nobody was concerned about. It. nobody was, uh, uh, you, Do you know how much brouhaha there was over uh, over the massacre, Sand Creek massacre? Everybody knew that 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 was a travesty. That that was you know just an absolute heinous crime against humanity. Yeah, we're humans. Do you know who got? In, do you know what happened as a result of that? Even though even all the reports that were written about the Sand Creek massacre, not a goddamn thing. That Colonel Shivington, the guy who said nits make lice," which is a which is a uh, same thing Hitler said, by the way. Yeah, everybody told said how what a terrible human being this was. A reverend, by the way, he, he was he was a confirmed or, or what do they call it uh, ordained minister, uh, who basically liked killing native people. And he didn't care if they were children. By the way, in case you don't recall, Sand Creek is 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 not the only place, but it is, a, is the one place where it was well documented about Native men having their scrotums cut off so, so white men could make pouches out of their, out of their nutsacks. The, uh, Sand Creek was the place where women were having their breasts and their, and their vaginas uh, cut off so, uh, so white men could keep them as trophies. Or uh, There's even talk of, of a Bible having been um, covered with the flesh of a, of a native person you know, as, as a result of some of this stuff. It, it actually, that's a story that's repeated itself a few times throughout history. But the, these are the kinds of atrocities you know, you know, that, that, that have taken place. So when I hear anybody talk about you know, the dangers or, or, the, or what a travesty this looting is, and, 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 and so when I hear the Democrats in particular, who... <sighs> We're starting to lean a little bit towards, the, you know, expressing the need for justice reform. Now they've almost bailed completely on that. Now, we can argue whether they're doing this to, to try to win some Trump voters, you know, or they're not going to win any Republicans. But are they going to win some independents if they, you know, or, or are they afraid they're going to lose some people? I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is that this <laughs> – look, I, I'd love to see a landslide election where Trump loses – um, the only problem with the idea of Trump losing is, is that Biden wins, and I think he's a dolt. I just think that—look, um, here's, here's the problem with, with Democrats winning and feeling validated about winning, is that they're not, they're not going to fix anything. They, they're, they're, their idea is that winning stopped Trump. Well, stop Trump from doing what? <laughs> you know, you know when, I, when I think about the stuff that took place during the eight years of Obama and Biden— especially from a native standpoint. Look, I'll I'll say it again. We're in in the midst of a major conflict between the Senecas and the state of New York over gaming revenue, where the state is trying to extort a billion dollars out of the Seneca Nation. 500 million now and 500 million later. They already got paid off a billion and a half. But the state... And so how does this happen? I mean, well... Trump wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't the president when the state was, uh, was, was screwing the Senecas out of that billion and a half dollars. No, he wasn't. Obama was. I mean, it goes back to like 2000, was it 2004? Yeah, or 2002, 2002. So that's how far back you go where the Interior Department just looked the other way while states turned revenue sharing into extortion. So... That's, I mean, th- that's what we're faced with, w- regardless of who's in office. It, look, it was Obama and, uh, and Biden who, uh, who, who um, basically laid out the plans for, uh, for the Dakota Access Pipeline in terms of approvals. I mean, and Hillary Clinton, when she was running against Trump, she called Dakota Access Pipeline. Actually, she wouldn't name it specifically. She said, well, I'm very much in favor of federal infrastructure projects. What she meant was pipelines cutting through wherever. Didn't matter whose waterways it was. It didn't. She supported the Dakota Access Pipeline, and I don't know how many Democrats really. I mean, other than Bernie Park or Bernie, Bernie Park. I'm sorry, Bernie Sanders. You know, railing against some of these. I don't know who else was opposed to it, and and honestly, as I sit here, I don't know what Bernie would have done, but I'm going to tell you right now. We are all in jeopardy, regardless of what happens in November, and. The, I think that the, you know some some of these folks who are rioting in the streets or protesting in the streets today. If Trump wins, it's only going to get bigger. I don't know. Is, did Trump go to Kenosha yet? I think he's talking about going to Kenosha. <clears throat> if he goes to Kenosha, he's been there all day. oh, he's been there all day. I, I don't know if anybody's been uh, been protesting there. I, um, I I would assume so. <laughs> I would assume that there may be a curfew that's being violated, but. But whatever they do, I'm sorry, it's not enough. It's not enough. I mean, whatever's going to happen in November, it is going to, it, it doesn't go well either way. You know, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to tell a Biden supporter not to vote for Biden. You know, and <laughs> look, I honestly, I can't stand Donald Trump. And there's a certain part of me, even as I see all of these Trump flags all over Western New York, uh, you know, whether it's on somebody's pickup truck. Yeah, New York, not Alabama in New York. Or I see them hanging off the front. I mean, look, one of the, the major uh, businesses right here locally, Granats, the gravel, you know, taking all kinds of gravel, you know, all over the place. They've got their big Trump flag flying. But you know what? In, I'm, there was a black comedian. I'm not sure which one did. Maybe it, 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 geez, I can't even remember who it was. Who used to say they they were glad that white folks hung their Confederate flags? It might have been Chappelle. I mean, it sounds like a Chappelle thing. He says, "Because at least now I know where they are." <laughs> I mean, he goes, "I'm glad to see. I am absolutely glad to see, uh, you know, to, to, to see Confederate flags. So now I know where the racists live." Well, I feel the same way with with, with Trump flags. I want to know which business supports Trump, because you cannot support Trump and claim that you're not racist. Well, no, I take it back. You are going to claim you're not racist. The problem is <laughs> it's obvious that you are because you are you support or, or you know, you're complicit in racism. And the reality is when you listen to any of these white folks talk about, well, you know, he should have obeyed the com- the police officer's commands. Really? So police officers are commanders now? They 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 actually can dictate what, you know, make people jump through whatever hoops they want for no reason whatsoever. When I, anytime I see anybody weigh in about the death of, um, uh, you know, Jacob Blake or uh, George Floyd and this, well, you know, they're they obviously resisting. No, <laughs> because it doesn't matter if you're walking away, if you're running away, if you're got your hands up walking towards them, if if you're, you know, or, you know if you kneel down, you stand a good chance of being killed by, by cops today and it doesn't even matter how much hysteria there is over uh, the abuse of force because they just keep doing it and you can be 12 years old you can be 17 years old you can be you know you, you can be 80 years old and there's there's nothing nothing protects you you can be a man you can be a woman nothing protects you and and I'll tell you it's going to be interesting to see whichever side claims victory on November 3rd, 4th, 5th, December, whenever, whenever they decide who wins. Because, because Here's the one thing I'll also say. If this is a contested election and it drags on for, for a month, that's going to be a fun month, man. <laughs> you know, because the crazy part is it's all going to coincide with an uptick in, in cases from co- uh, the coronavirus. It's, it's, it's also, you know, going to coincide with, with more and more people being evicted from their homes, possibly having their their utility shut off because they you know because they've been unemployed through this COVID-19 thing. This is the perfect storm. And I'm not even talking about what's going to happen when it gets cold outside. All right, hey, we're at the we're at the bottom of the hour. So, uh, here's what we're going to we're going to take a break. I'm going to take a drink, cool off, then I'm going to excited all over again so when we come back. This is John Kane and this is Let's Talk Native. All right, thanks for coming back. Hey, yeah, let me go ahead and uh, thank my sponsors. I want to thank Ross and Holly John and the RJE family of businesses. I want to thank Eric White and ERW Enterprises. I want to thank um, the folks at Grand River Enterprises. And thank any of you and all of you who make a contribution from time to time. Uh, it, it all helps. We struggle here. Look, our studio is on the Cattaraugus territory of Seneca Nation. You know, when, when I think about uh, the infrastructure that we don't have available to us that other places do, we, we don't have internet here um we ba- i basically run off of uh, uh these jetpacks these little miFi devices that's how i even operate here and they aren't the most <laughs> reliable either but that's that's what we're we're playing with here i mean every problem look we're not even sure if we're going to continue doing live streaming be- because of the problems that we encounter because of internet we we will still do shows you know the, the same number of shows so don't don't get me wrong there but um it's and and it's and it's you folks who have allowed us to you know to at least you know build up a little bit of an equipment inventory so we can so we have options anyway so I thank all of you for supporting the show um, and I think uh, um, you know I thank you guys for sharing the show uh, we we put this you know we put these shows out in as many ways as possible Facebook podcasts YouTube videos so um and, and it's not to inundate one person with with four or five different ways to listen to the show it's it's to reach out to as many people as possible so again if you're not subscribed to our podcast i encourage you to do so uh if you're not subscribed to our youtube channel we crossed over 900 we haven't reached a thousand yet but we, we we hit the the, the 900 mark uh, just yesterday i think um uh so by all means subscribe to our YouTube channel which is Let's Talk Native TV and y- you can catch not only uh, videos of our shows but the short form videos that uh, that we we have done and will do look I know I keep promising we're going to do more and more of them and and we will uh it's it, it's just crazy times man <laughs> that we're living in hey um I want to look. I didn't go through all the comments that that uh, that I see, uh, uh, you know, scrolling or coming to me across Facebook. But look, when I hear somebody say anything's better than Trump, look, I don't disagree with that. I don't. I don't disagree that that any other human being is probably better than Trump in the presidency. The problem is, it isn't about the presidency. It's about the nature of what's happening in in the United States. It's unraveling. The system is a failed system. The electoral system's failed. You've got gerrymandering that that can control congressional seats and uh, you know, and ultimately it, it, it controls, you know, who controls which voting areas and that kind of stuff. You've got the electoral college that can allow uh, a person with two two or three million fewer votes win an election still, which, and that's a holdover from the slave era. That, I mean, that's, that's a slave era concoction to give Southern states, slave states in particular, or the, sta- the states with more slaves, because when they developed that system, they were all slave states, <laughs> so and that's why it was so easily pushed through and impossible to change. It's you know the electoral college system will never change until there is a just complete breakdown, uh, not just a the failure that it is now, but a complete breakdown. And here's why: it takes two thirds of the Senate. You're never gonna. No party is ever going to have uh, two thirds of the Senate uh, um, because look. <laughs> If the if the Democrats win, they uh, and they feel like the Electoral College is swinging their way, they aren't going to give it up. And the Republicans, who, who pretty much are the the beneficiaries of the Electoral College, they aren't going to give it up. And they're never going to give up uh, so many seats that that the Democrats have a two thirds majority. So 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 you can forget about that. It'll, it'll be interesting to find out if the if the uh, Democrats can take the Senate uh, in November. I don't even know. If the, I don't even think that's going to happen, frankly. I mean, it may. And, and I'm not trying to be a, a forecaster or, you know, or, or, or anything like that. But I, I got to tell you, um, if Biden wins, will he be less destructive than Trump? Yes, I, that's that's probably true. Barely. But here's the problem. There will be a sense of complacency if he, if he gets. So the change that is really needed isn't going to happen. There's a better chance of change happening with the Trump presidency because of revolt, which I'm not real optimistic for either. But, but uh, look, it, it'll be status quo with, de- with, with Democrats. Do you remember when Obama was going to get rid of the Patriot Act? Yeah, he didn't. Remember when Obama was going to get rid of the, the prisons in Guantanamo Bay? Yeah, he didn't. You, you, you remember all the promise that Black people had when, when Obama, Obama got elected, elected because there was finally going to be some policies that were going to benefit Black people. Yeah, that didn't happen either. Um, so, and and again, don't I don't want anybody to interpret my condemnation of the Democrats as being pro Republican or my condemnation of the of the Republicans to be being pro Democrat, which leads me. <laughs> To another place, <laughs> and and we talked about this when when Janine Yazi was on the show, um, especially we talked about this when she was on my my New York show. The amount of pandering that native leadership, and and I'm using that that term liberally because by native leadership I mean federally recognized leaders. I'm not saying that they're real leaders. I'm saying it's who the feds have uh, crowned as as the leadership, and that sometimes is not even closely not even related to what the people choose um keep in mind that that many of these these so-called tribal council elections the turnout for those uh, for those elections is is pitifully low i mean on on either side band councils tribal councils either side of that imaginary line again what what they tell us there's only about a four percent participation rate in six nations (laughs) and four percent Oh Right. So four percent of the people get to get to uh, or, or determine who the Canadian government is going to say is the rightful leadership. Of course, they don't have much authority because they're, they're really like these municipal arms of the Canadian government. But you know what? Look, there are consultants and lobbyists and, you know, uh, the all these businesses, all these these uh, I don't say businesses, all these again, consulting firms that offer their services to native peoples. And I read one by by a guy the Seneca Nation hired where he literally said the Seneca Nation, its government, is built within the system of U.S. federalism. Now, if you don't know what that means, what, what he's saying is that it's somehow tiered in there between federal, state, either above counties or below counties, but maybe, maybe only just barely above municipalities literally he was suggesting in a, in a in a report he was con- he he was drafting for the Seneca nation that the the, the that the Seneca nation government and, and meaning all native governments are just a part of the uh, of the hierarchy of uh, of US governing systems absolutely clueless to the idea that native people are distinct or separate from uh, from the system of federal the federalism system of the United States or or Canada for that matter no absolutely clueless and yet, you know, one of the things that we talked about when, when Janine had joined us was, was how much the, the Navajo leadership was pandering both to Democrats and Republicans. I mean, look, they don't even take a firm stance. They, they think they're hedging their bets. And there, is, there are millions and millions, and, and I, I wish I could come up with a number. But, but just to give you an example, back when Obama was hosting his, uh, his native summits, where tribal leaders were sending their people to uh, to Washington DC just conveniently around Christmas time that way they could get some good pictures in front of the, the White House Christmas tree <laughs> yeah I said that and it's true yet yeah, th- there there was some estimate that that tens of millions of dollars of of money of uh, you know of native money coffers nation coffers from these various you know I mean some couldn't afford to send anybody because it's expensive I mean so Tens of millions of dollars was spent just so people could go for a photo op. And you know what? Obama only gave him like 15 minutes of his time. He walks through the room, shakes some hands, you know, smiles for the camera, and then walks out. Millions of dollars for 15 minutes of uh, of bullshit interaction w- with uh, with Barack Obama. Yeah, I mean, now multiply that times, you know, <laughs> 52 weeks a year, and and all of the uh, the money that goes into lobbying and to campaign and you know pack you know uh, you know all, all of these th- these you know money grabbing mechanisms that exist in in US politics again part of the debacle that is the the greatest democracy on earth yeah give me a freaking break so that's <laughs> i mean and and you you got to remember Look, there are native territories that have successful businesses. Seneca Nation is one of them. And you know what? They're in a world of hurt right now because they have become so dependent on gaming. And gaming is not recession-proof. Gaming is not um, uh, depression-proof. <laughs> <laughs> it's not pandemic-proof. Uh, and, and, and yet the, the dependency, look, I watch over the years the tail start to wag at the dog here. Uh, over gaming. Um, You know, it was once said the Seneca's wanted gaming in the worst way, and that's what they got. But it's what funds them. I mean, so they're in a situation where they can't let it go. And and yet you've got, some people are saying, you know, we need to pay that half a billion dollars to the state so they get off our backs. It's the cost of doing business. Well, I'll tell you, when you start factoring the cost of doing business, you realize that there's no profit in doing business either, even in gaming. Yeah, remember when Trump was all... Pissed off at Native people because uh, you know, because of his failed casino ventures? Blamed it all on Native people? Well, yeah, there's a few other uh, venues that are going to uh, join that. I, I think I heard the state, New York State, was going to uh, lift the ban on uh, state-licensed casinos, which is really going to be a debacle because they couldn't make money before. Now they're they're gonna try to make money where where there's all this social distancing going on in, in, in their casinos. It, it's, it's, gonna be, it's, it's gonna be a nightmare. And you know what? The crazy part is these failed gaming venues of, of the state, they look to to people like the Seneca Nation, or maybe even O'Neill, I don't know, and say, hey, why don't you buy us? Why don't you buy this venue? And and there's some there, there's some ge- genuinely some thoughts by Native leadership in various places. Yeah, we could buy those. We're already in the business. The, the, the problem is that those things aren't going to operate under IGRA, which is problematic all by itself. No, they're going to operate as state licensed casinos. But no, as, as I sit here and I know what's going to unravel, regardless of who wins, I mean, because I'm unlike the Democrats and the Republicans who say, if they win, it's all going to go to hell. I say it's all going to hell anyway. I mean, and, and look, try to tell me how I'm wrong. And I know, I, I see some people are saying, yeah, 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 you know, but n- nobody's worse than Trump. There, there is something worse than Trump. And, and I don't mean, uh, you know, another president, but the unraveling, If, if again, if Trump loses... Do you think all of these rednecks with their with their Confederate flags and their and their Trump flags and their Nazi flags and uh, and their blue their thin blue line flags their you know police flags? Do you think they're just going to lay down with this peaceful transfer of power to you know to the snowflakes they hate? Look, the white boy who uh, who went to uh, Kenosha from Illinois because because of his of his own white supremacy and racism, he shot white folks. <laughs> he didn't even shoot black folks. I mean, which shows that this is not even a race war. This is an ideological war that, that may play out. And, and, and I don't mean it's Democrats versus Republicans. No, it, it's, look, I don't even think the, uh, the, the Proud Boys and, and, you know, and, and uh, some of these Trump followers, I don't even ca- think they care about the Republican label they they are way past you know uh, that label uh, an r in front of their name they're way past they got t in front of their name t for trump and and the people who are who are resisting who are, who are demanding change it ain't the democrats they're all look they got a, a a top california cop as the vice president and a guy who pushed the crime bill through running for president on on the left and i, and I say left it's only left because it's left of right. It's not, it's not left, barely left of center. That's for damn sure. So, look, I know this is Let's Talk Native. <laughs> and, uh, and so th- there are some who are going to listen to the show and watch it. Say, yeah, all you did was talk about them. Well, the problem is that we, we get mired in this stuff. Look, I saw, um, I saw NCAI. The National Congress, and the American Indian, doing these overtures, trying to get Native people to be poll workers for to, to, to help the, the, the white man's election work better. I see solicitations all over the place trying to get U.S. census workers out of Native territories. Because you know what? White people don't want to bang on our doors. In fact, I don't think Native people want to bang on our doors and ask us to participate in the U.S. census. We are suffering, and I've talked about I've used this expression before from cognitive dissonance, we know, look, we know that they have been the enemy and that they are the enemy, that, that neither party is ever gonna prioritize anything for us. We are still in their way. We are still a problem for the United States. Yet we have this, again, cognitive dissonance, and, and, and in case you don't know what it means, It's where your values and your actions just don't line up. Where you and your heart of hearts know what is right. You have a a moral code, a cultural code, an an, an ethical code, and you can uh, ignore it. Look, there's a lot of cognitive dissonance. I mean, uh, but but some people, what cognitive dissonance represents is a tension, is a struggle that people have. When their actions don't follow their, their, their true belief systems, working a job you hate—that's that all people always say. Well, that's that's the thing. You you convince yourself that that you that you've got to go to work, that you love going to work, even though you hate your job. That's what most people use that as an example of cognitive dissonance. You know, you, you all the evidence for climate change is is around you, and you and you ignore it. You, you're boarding up your windows for the next hurricane. But you're going to insist that you know that it's not climate change causing it. You know, the, uh, so you know the 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 uh, the ocean waters are rising. You know, your house is, is getting closer and closer underwater. But you're going to, you're going to ignore it. That's cognitive dissonance. But for us, it's the cognitive disson- cognitive dissonance of assimilation. We know, and look, I, I've got a, a Turo Wampum on, hanging on the wall here. We know that we should not be a part of their system. We know it. We have. Specific teachings that tell us that. We there's stories that tell us that. There's the Guyana Lagoa that tells us that. There's the Turo Wampum that tells us that. Our grandparents told us or tell us that. And yet, we're gonna we're gonna be poll workers for the, for the the U.S. national election. We're gonna you know step up for the next election for who becomes prime minister of Canada. We're 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 gonna we're gonna do this stuff. So we're going to subject ourselves. We're, we're going to step out of our canoe. We're not going to straddle. Look, I, I posted a, a, a question on, on Facebook. I said, how many people don't participate not only in their native elections, but in native governance governance at all, and yet still go out and, and vote in the. US. elections? Nobody answered. No, I mean, a few people said, well, I do both. But I know, I, look, I know there are Native people who don't participate in anything those and living on their own territories. I know in the cities, and and and, and I give some of those, those folks a pass a little bit. You know, the government that affects their lives are, is the government that can, runs the city. But when you're living on native territory, and you're willing to sign a, a document that says that your home is in somebody's congressional district or voter district, that's, that's problematic. That's problematic. And, you know, look, does your voter registration form transfer the, the title of your, uh, of your home to the, uh, to the United States or, the, or to the states? No. But it is your signed admission that you personally are willing to, to acknowledge that your house, your, the, your yard, the property that you live on is part of New York State. It doesn't take a huge leap you know, for somebody to, you know, to, to use that, it, you know, things like that. Look, we were told we were, we we're not quite human. You know, I, I, you know, we were, we were told that we were uncivilized, that we we're primitive, that we were, you know, you know, we were savage, mercilessly savage. I mean, we, we were told all of this stuff. And then they, uh, in, in all of their effort to kill the native identity of, of, of our people, not just, look, I know that's the, the slogan for, for residential schools, kill the Indians, save the man. It wasn't just residential schools. Why do you think alcohol came to our territories? Because they, they wanted to party with us? Yeah, not hardly. It was all an effort to destroy us. And look, they were pretty effective. And the cognitive dissonance that exists amongst native people today Because of assimilation, because of the constant, you know, suggestion that our lives would be better as Americans, U.S. citizens. Look, they they shoved off. They committed war crimes. The idea of uh, of passing a law that declares us U.S. citizens by international standards that was called denationalization. That was considered a war crime. They would later not use the word denationalization. They, they would change that and use the word genocide in its place. I talk about it all the time, but genocide isn't just about killing us. It's making us create, it's creating the conditions where we cease to exist. And when, when look on, on my group page, which is let's talk native. When I've got people who have been members of that page for years, in some cases, will still post stuff about voting. Look, if you're doing that, if, if you're if you vote and you're you're a puppy, you've got an American flag flying in your yard, all this stuff. I don't need to know that. I, in fact, I don't want to know that. I, I would rather have some doubt in my mind about how, you know, indoctrinated many of our people are, because if they're not willing to at least say it on my page, then at least there's hope. But if you go onto my pages, if you go onto my Twitter feed, if you go onto my social uh, media networks, and proudly talk about who you who you endorse, and, and that includes native candidates, by the way, when I, when I see people listen, say, "Oh, Deborah Allen, I love her," <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, not, me not so much. White people voted those those folks in. You know, I, I've said it before. I mentioned it when, uh, when Janine Yazi was on the show. Diane Humatiwa, that name ring a bell? Well, Diane Humatiwa was was um, a native woman who was nominated by Donald Trump, or no, I'm sorry, <laughs> see see how easy this mixing these guys up? Barack Obama for a uh, a federal judgeship in Arizona. You know who recommended Diane Humatiwa to... to um, <laughs> to Barack Obama it wasn't Democrats it was Jeff Flake Republican and John McCain Republican and so he of course she was approved Obama he figured okay I'm gonna nominate a, a native person that way the left will support it and and she'll be Republican leading you know right leaning so the so the right will so yeah she breezed through she was you know she, her, she was accepted and the first case that she had to rule on involving native, Issues, which was a highway that Native people were opposed to going through their ancestral lands. Guess how she ruled? Any guesses? Against the Native people. And you know what? Here's the crazy part. When uh, uh, who was it that who who uh, who died there? Um, Scalia. When Scalia crapped out, you know, they there was automatically a you know. A, cr- <laughs> a crowd noise. of People saying, "Diane Humatila for the Supreme Court." That would have been another right-leaning Supreme Court justice. And of course, it didn't really matter because you know Obama couldn't put anybody in anyway. You know, not not at that point. Yeah, he he couldn't put. In fact, he wanted to put somebody in, and a year before his presidency ended. That's why I want to talk about the lame duck session for Barack Obama. His lame duck session. Basically, the last uh two years of his of his presidency was was lame duck for him. Didn't accomplish a damn thing. You know, in fact, uh you know, you, you look at what the Republicans were saying when he was president in the last two years and, and how much they they flipped the switch and, and now everything that Donald Trump is does is fine. Man, I, I gotta tell you, I think the United States is in a world of hurt. Now, what does that mean for us? And I don't mean just native people. What does it mean for, for anybody? You know, If, if we're not, if, if we're at least not aware of it, then we can't prepare at all. And look, you're too late on the body armor. You're too late on arming yourself. You're too late on stocking up your ammo. So you better figure something out. How do you disassociate yourself with, with the adverse effects of, again, whether it's in Democrats and the ire of the right because they're in power or whether it's, you know, Republicans and the ire of the, of the left or, you know, or, you know, or the anarchists, whatever you want to call them, uh, uh, anti-fascist, it's, it's going to get ugly folks. It's going to get ugly. And, you know, it, again, perfect storm COVID-19, you know, ideological wars, race wars, corrupt government, you know, and there, you know, there's still global conflicts out there too. You know, so, hold on tight. We're, we are living in unprecedented, fascinating. I'm not saying they're good times, but I got to tell you, I am concerned. I have nine grandchildren. You know, I've got, I've got a grandson who turned 17 this month and we failed them. We, we, we failed our grandchildren and we better figure out what the hell we're going to do to try to make it up to them while, we, while any of us have time, while any of us have time. So we've got some work to do folks. And we better figure out a plan. We better figure out a plan. So I you know that's really my strongest message at this point. Because it does not look good in the in the short term. It looks worse in the uh, in the near term. And I can't be optimistic about the long term. You know, look there's a part of me that says, if Trump gets reelected, then maybe it has to get worse, i mean notably worse before it gets better. Maybe that's the deal. You know, my concern about the Democrats getting elected is that it'll only get nominally worse. you know what, what, there's a line in the in the um, Declaration of Independence and it talks about how. Mankind um, will will tolerate the, insuff, uh, you know, the insufferable as long as it's as long as they can. <laughs> you know, I think if you just turn the heat up slowly, we're not going to jump out of the pan. We're not going to jump out of the pan. And that's my concern about about, you know, the Democrats of the United States. And, and, and look, they're not my my elected officials. They're not my politicians, they're not my leadership. But I look at Indian country, native territories, and there's a whole lot of people claiming to be native leaders who are just lining up for these guys. They're willing to hang their Trump flags. They're willing to to, to pander to the Democrats or pander to their, they'll pander to both. Because they don't even understand the system enough to take a side. Today, there should be, honestly, we shouldn't be throwing money at the Democrats. We should be throwing threats at them. Honestly, somebody should be cornering uh, Harris and and Biden saying, what the hell are you going to do? When are you going to get the Interior Department to do their freaking jobs? When are you going to do something to stop the environmental degradation of our territories? Because you might be the next president and vice president, but we're not endorsing you. And and you so you better make some, you better make some overtures on what you're going to do, and I want them publicly. So when you don't do them, I can call you the liars that most of you've been. But nobody's nobody's banging on the door of Trump or um, or Biden. I mean, there's a bunch that are, that are licking their licking their boot heels, but nobody's trying to hold them accountable. I mean, look, listening to that sycophantic rant from uh, the, the Navajo vice president basically praising Trump for, for stuff he never did or the, or or the uh, praising him for his failures on the on COVID-19 I mean that was uh, that was almost mind-blowing but I say mind-blowing but at the end of the day it's what's expected that's where our cognitive dissonance the cognitive dissonance of assimilation has gotten us to look we enlist in their armed forces to go kill other people of color we we do it all. We've been doing it since you know since the Wounded Knee massacre, World War you know <laughs> World War One. Native people started enlisting at, at the highest rates then, serving the very armies, the very military that murdered, sometimes only a generation back, murdered our people. That's that's cognitive dissonance. And is it worse now than it was then? No, but the crazy thing is we should know better now. Look, we have been fools. We have been. We let Hollywood dictate how we would dress. I mean, look, I saw representatives of the Six Nations go to Washington, D.C. I've seen the pictures to declare war on the Axis powers, and they're wearing Plains Indian headdresses. Why do you think that was? because that's what Hollywood says we look like. So we start dressing to suit what white man's expectations of us are. I mean, this is, this is how much the fools we've been. But you would think that in 2020, with all of our so-called education, <laughs> and, and look, we've got the brightest white men on the planet that are advising us, and we still don't know what the hell we're doing. I say that, and that's my condemnation of, of, go, of native governance. I have a lot more faith, and I know that's a tough word for me to say. <laughs> I have a lot more confidence, put it that way, in the grassroots native people. Because I think our people will step up. But just as we watch the systems fail for the United States, the systems and tribal councils and native governance that are, you know, that are modeled after the United States and their patriarchy, their male dominance cultures, I, I think they fail too. You know, and, and so when we see somebody going to, to block a pipeline or a housing development or, you know, a step up because of, because of one of our people being murdered or, or many of our people being murdered, our women and, uh, and, and, and children being uh, murdered and, and disappeared, it, th- those aren't tribal councils doing that stuff. When we fight the state on taxes, or even on this, you know, some of what we're dealing, here, dealing with on this battle over gaming revenue, I know what the, what the so-called tribal councils are going to do. The question is, what are the people going to do? Are you going to stop them? I don't know. Look, we are living in the states of confusion. That's my show over today. I want to thank you guys for listening. We'll be back here uh, on, on Saturday, and, of course, we will do our show, um, our New York show uh, on WBAI on Thursday. See you then. Yahweh.